You're listening to I Heard It on the 806, a podcast by John Bowers. In this episode, John focuses on two specific occasions where he spoke and interacted with angels, heavenly messengers sent from God, who the Lord sent at just the right time as an answer to his prayers. Hebrews 13, 3 says, Be careful who you entertain, because they might be angels on assignment. Oh, what a time I've had with meeting different people. And sometimes I thought, I wonder if they were angels. I wonder if that person was an angel for the unique thing that took place. But two that I know, that I know, that I know, I saw in the flesh, angels in the flesh that I talked to, I want to explain. When I was in prison, I had the opportunity to share Jesus like never before. I'll explain more in other podcasts about the prison ministry that exploded. In that prison ministry, I had an opportunity to teach a Bible study, and that Bible study grew from 6 to 75 quickly. And in that time when I was in prison, I was sentenced to prison for 10 months. Explain to you more after, after we get into more podcasts on the prison ministry. But in that 10-month period, out of 920 soldiers in the prison there in Rochester, Minnesota, 230 gave their hearts to Jesus, all because of a mighty move of God over and over and over again. And one move of God happened when I was teaching the prisoners about the mighty move of God and how Gideon in the press, when he was hiding from the Midianites, was his head down, concerned about his own life and losing his grain and being the least of all, God Almighty spoke to him through an angel and said, Hail, mighty man of God. Well, out of that came a revival there in the prison. And so guys started coming to my Bible study because the few that were there started sharing with other prisoners about what happened in that study. And what happened in that first study was unique in that when I had shared about Gideon's response to the angel, Hail, mighty man of valor, Gideon's response was, why would you come to me? I'm the least in my tribe. So it was easy for the prisoners to say, why would you speak to me, pastor, about being a mighty man of God like Gideon? I'm the least in my family. And I said, because God loves you and God has a call on your life and God can use you right here in prison. And so after a few weeks, the class just started growing because the manifestation of God's spirit was coming alive in those Bible studies. They could feel God's presence. And so this one day, one of the drug cartel leading guys that was in prison there for years told me that his boss was up on the third floor in the hospice hospital there in the prison. The prison that I, that I went to was a hospital prison. There's only three in the United States. And so you have the hardened criminals, you have the minimal criminals. They're all to put together in that prison atmosphere because of the hospital. You're there because you need medical attention. And so the drug cartel leader was in the hospital dying. And the drug cartel guy that was in my Bible study came to me and says, hey, uh, would you do me a favor? And I said, sure, what's that? Now, I had, I had three months left on my prison sentence before I got out. And so I'm getting close to the time of preparing to leave. And when he came and he says, my boss is up on the third floor and he's dying. And from what I've listened to in your Bible study, that even... God would save him if he would cry out and receive Jesus as Savior. Do you believe that can happen? I says, well, I know that can happen. He said, would you go with me then? Well, I can't go up on the third floor. 
he can't go up on the third floor without somebody making an appointment for us to. And no one's going to make an appointment for us to go up and lead his drug cartel buddy to the Lord. So the only way we're going to do it is do it in an outlaw way. So we went to the prison hospital. He knew exactly what room he was in. And as we got to the elevator, there's a big plaque on the elevator that says, anybody caught on the third floor will be arrested and prosecuted immediately. Yes, you can get arrested in prison. Yes, you can be sentenced in prison that same day, which means you go to the hole. So I thought, oh God, oh God in heaven, help me. Lord, I know this is you, so please protect me. And I'm assuming that that God was going to do that. So we got on the elevator and pushed the button. And when the door opened and closed and we're riding up, I thought to myself, oh God, here we go. You've done it before. Do it again. Door opened and we took immediate hard left and went down two doors, went in the room. We made it without getting caught. And there was his drug cartel buddy laying in the bed, rack of bones, going to die anytime you could see that. He went over and he said to his buddy, hey, here's the pastor I've been telling you about. This is the guy that's been teaching the class about who sinners like you and I, even sinners like us can get saved. He's here. Are you ready to receive Jesus? And the drug cartel guy shook his head. Yes, was ready. I had his buddy leading to the Lord and there's weeping going on between the two. Great joy was happening after his buddy had accepted Jesus. As we're getting ready to leave, I realized that, God, we need your protection more than ever because now we didn't get arrested coming up. Now we got to wait for the elevator to come. As we pushed the button and waiting for the elevator, it was a lifetime. It seemed like forever. Sure enough, the guard yelled at us, on the wall, spread your legs, you're under arrest. Well, there we were, hands on the wall, legs spread, patting us down. Why are you here? God said, tell him the truth. I said, well, we just led Fred down here to the Lord, the drug cartel guy who he knew well. And I said, he just got saved and we're rejoicing. He threw himself in such a rage. He was so angry, cussing and swearing, saying, okay, you're under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. He, he read us the whole, our whole rights. Push the elevator, take us down to the prison department there in, in the prison. And as we're going down the elevator, I looked at him and God says, be bold and share with him. So I said, look, Fred's going to the, go to heaven here anytime, maybe even yet today. But I said, you're going to hell for the way you're acting. You obviously don't know Jesus as your savior. This would be a time for you to get saved right now and return that hate and that bitterness for God's love and God's joy. When the elevator opened on the third floor, he was yelling, swearing, the veins on his neck and his head were bulging out and the door shut and started going up because somebody obviously on the third floor pushed the button. So here we're waiting for him to come back after he gains his senses and arrest us and continue to, to prosecute us. All of a sudden around the corridor comes this guard. And when the guard saw us, we startled her. It was a guard probably in her mid-30s. I'd never seen her before. One of the most beautiful ladies I'd ever seen. Gorgeous blue eyes, blonde hair. Just the radiance of love that came out of her didn't exist in that prison. I know the guards. I'd been there enough to know all of them. You see them all over. And she said, what are you guys doing here? 
Uh, there were three of us, my cellmate and Fred's friend, his cartel buddy. I said, well, we just went upstairs and we led Fred to the Lord and we got arrested coming down because we weren't, we had no authority to be there other than the authority of God to get Fred saved. She said, oh my, this is wonderful. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you guys coming and helping out. I thought to myself, what in the world is she talking about? I didn't say anything. I just stood at it and stared at her. Remember the podcast where the guy on the bike was hit by the Datsun pickup? And when he was running across the park, he looked back at me and smiled as if to say, I've done what I can do. Now you do the rest. That same smile came out on that little guard's face. Don't worry. You're working for me. So I said, well, what do you mean that, uh, that we're, we've done work for you? She said, one second, please. She took out her radio and she called. She said, what base are you guys in? I said, we're in, in cell block one, two. She said, cell block one, two, cell block one, two. This is the hospital calling. Cell block one, two picked up and said, this is cell block one, two hospital. What do you need? And the little guard said, I have three inmates in cell block one, two that I want to send back. Let them in. No problems. They're here on my authority. Cell block one, two said, yes, ma'am. We'll receive them when they come. She took us to the door, unlocked the electronic locks. It buzzed and opened and slammed behind us as we walked away. And she said before we left, fellas, thank you for doing the work that you're doing. We got back to our cell block and we went to our lieutenant, who we knew well, and said, hey, boss, here's what happened. We went up on the hospital third floor and we led Fred, the cartel guy to the Lord. And our, our general, our, our lieutenant was happy with us. We, he loved what we did. He was kind. Thought we, we basically ran the show there on our cell block. And he said, what led up to that? I told him. And I, I said, but here's what we want to know. Who's the little guard, about 35 years old, blonde hair, blue eyes, beautiful lady, lovely, first kind guard we found here in prison other than you? He said, there's none that exists. There's no guard like that. And immediately I saw again the smile, the same smile I saw on the angel with the young guy that took his bike and ran across the park. See, the guy that stopped the traffic in Guatemala was an angel in the flesh. We pulled his bike out. We pulled him out. We touched him. He smiled. He ran off. We got the Bibles we needed because he stopped traffic for us. We didn't get arrested in prison because God's angel came and protected us and shielded us from that angry guard. And to this day, I can proclaim to you, that guard never came back. In those last three months that I was there in that prison, he never came back. He never, ever approached me again. You've been listening to the I Heard It on the 806 podcast with John Bowers. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen. To learn more about John Bowers, this podcast, and to find out how you can get a copy of his new book, I Heard It on the 806, go to IHeardItOnThe806.com. This has been an Avenue 153 production.